Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Woman's Mindset. My name is Galit Ventura Rosen. I am co-founder of Everyday Woman TV, Everyday Woman TV, where you might be watching this live. If you're listening on my podcast, thank you for joining us as well. One of my favorite things to do is to spotlight women in the world, all over the world, that are doing amazing things to empower others. I'm excited today to introduce to you Cindy J. Hi, Galit. It's a wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. And I know that you also go by Cindy J. Holbrook. So yes. it's both. So they'll be seeing both of those names. So you can find her under either. I love sharing when we first start out that a lot of women, and you and I have met in person, right, Cindy? Yes. But a lot of times I don't get to meet in person the women that I'm interviewed by, which you've interviewed me, or that I get to interview. And it's just so much fun to share that this online world gives us this opportunity to meet so many people and to be able to kind of give and take. So we're giving and then taking, and it's just kind of fun. So I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I always love chatting with you or seeing you. I love your spirit. Oh, thank you. And I love those flowers behind you, the beautiful oh, colors. <laughs> so I'm going to share a little bit about Cindy, and then we'll go ahead and jump right into her topic. We're excited today to be talking about five keys to feel worthy of success. And Cindy's also going to explain to us how she came up with that idea. We're going to be giving you a lot of value to walk away with. We're going to be talking about her new book. There's going to be a lot of fun. So stick with us. So Cindy J. Holbrook is a confidence and business coach, inspirational speaker, and best-selling author. Online, she is known as the visibility whiz. And I love that. And we'll be jumping into why. Cindy J. draws upon experience of healing from a traumatic past to help entrepreneurs step into who they are with outrageous confidence, feel worthy of success, and create a life and business of their own choosing. Now, we know that I could read a six-page bio, but instead, <laughs> let's spend that time teaching everybody and having them learn about how amazing you are. So why don't we first start with our topic? We'll jump right in. Mm -hmm. Five keys to feel worthy of success. How did you come up with this idea? Well, you know... As I started writing my, my memoir, Overcoming Dark Family Secrets, and I didn't just want, I didn't want people to think, oh, a poor Cindy, and a lot of books about abuse end when the abuse ends. However, I wanted my book to be healing for people, and so as I was writing my book, I started writing these keys to worthiness, and I was like, because as I was healing from my traumatic past, different things happened that really helped me feel more worthy, that helped me feel like, hey, maybe I am a good person. Maybe I can share my writing. Maybe I can, you know, maybe people are interested in my opinion and what I have to say. So as I was writing about my own healing journey, it dawned on me that I had a lot of keys to worthiness. And also regardless how, you know, we as human beings, our minds rate trauma. You read about my traumatic past, you're going to rate it a 10 or a 10 plus, right? However, trauma, our bodies don't rate it. So even something very simple could be preventing your success. Mm. Uh, for instance, mm. I, I had a horrible father, did a lot of horrible things, which you'll read about in my book. But one thing that he said to me when I was 17, he told me, Cindy, you should never let anybody read your writing because you will be a laughing stock. 
Mm. Yeah, and he only told me that, well, he told me that more than once, but not, you know, maybe five times total, but it stuck in my head so much sure. that when I left my first husband in 1996, I threw away five books that I wrote because mm. I didn't want to be a laughing stock. So when I first started getting online and having to share things that I wrote, it was really difficult for me to share. But then when people started praising what I wrote, I started becoming more confident, more confident and sharing more. I started my first online business in 2000 and I sold pewter figurines and I had to write descriptions for these figurines. People started copying the descriptions. And mm -hmm. that's when I thought, well, maybe I'm not, they're not laughing at my descriptions. They're copying them. So yes, I always but, say when someone's copying you, what a great form of flattery, right, Cindy? Right. So that that definitely just in that instance. So know that you don't have, you know, regardless where you are, our bodies are going to react the same from different things that were said to us. Sure. And I think a lot of us have these little things that are preventing us from being as successful as was what we could be or we want to be. I almost want to believe that everybody has something because if everyone didn't have something and it could be totally different levels, we would all be at the same financial level. We would all be um, happy all the time. We would all be in, in the most successful relationships, businesses. I think that we spend our lives working through our stuff and that's how we up level. So I love that you brought that. Let's go ahead and jump in so we have time. Let's go ahead and start with the first key to feel worthy of success. The first key is really understanding that your life is your choice. Mm -hmm. It's not anybody else's. You get to choose. And there's a lot of levels to choosing your life. Um, so the first time somebody told me that my life was my choice, I thought she was crazy. At the time she told me this, I was suicidal. Um, my husband was doing all kinds of crazy stuff to me. And he, there was another woman involved. My 14 year old daughter was getting involved with gangs and, um, uh, both, a, a lot of people in my family had died. So I felt very alone, very desolate. And she's telling me my life is my choice. And I thought, lady, you're crazy. Nobody is going to choose this life. So, but she's what introduced me to my own personal growth journey. She, she, she actually gave me like the Tony Robbins program, right? And um, told me books to get and other people to follow. So it was really help. But it dawned on me that my life was my choice because it all starts in the brain. Mm. It all and that's a really good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. I like the way you split the two things up because there are people that say, your life is your doing. Your life is your choice. And you're like, wait, I would have never chosen these things. So I'm so glad that you said that. Okay, yeah. Cindy J. But I also love that you said, this is my choice. My thoughts, the way that I think, the way that I act. So let's and, separate. That was a perfect. All right. So what's number two? Well, real quick with the key with your life is your choice. Know that it's your mindset. And even though you cannot change your past, you can rewrite your past to where it's serving you today yes. and it's not traumatizing yes. you. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. So key number two is identify your best self. Okay. You know, and uh, there was, for a long time, I thought that I was supposed to try to improve my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no, I'm supposed to improve my strengths because that's Beautiful. a better person. So identify who you are, not who somebody else wants you to be, but who are you? Not who your parents wanted you to be or who they told you 
They were, who's your best self? What are your strengths? What are your values? Not anybody else's. Oh, that one's a powerful one. Yes. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Number three, this is really my favorite. I call it create your own bill of rights. We don't have our own bill of rights. So our bill of rights are, I have the right to be treated with respect. I have the right to be have my own opinion. I have the right to feel loved. I have the right to love. I have the right to enjoy spaghetti. I have the right to, you know, hate um, our, our anchovies, whatever it is. But whenever you start creating your own bill of rights, that these are your rights as a human being to have, again, it goes back to your mind, but you have the right to these things. So you create your bill of rights and you read them every day. And it really, you know, it changes your whole mindset because these are your rights just for living, just for breathing. Yes. I, I love that. I love how you compared that to your own bill of rights. That's a, such an easy way to remember. All right. What are we on? And key number four is set strong boundaries. And I could talk for days about boundaries. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but you need to set boundaries in your business and in your personal life. And so you have boundaries of your space. You have boundaries, physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, space boundaries. You have different boundaries with, you know, everybody. But really quick with a boundary, you set it. You say, I am not going to be, my husband, I think is great at this. He does not like to be yelled at. So whenever somebody yells, I don't care who it is. And he's actually said this to some of his previous bosses. Speak to me like a person or don't speak to me at all. So whenever he says that, people automatically lower their voice. Mm -hmm. But it's like this is his boundary. He is not going to be yelled at, period. Mm -hmm. So whenever so, so you have what it is that you don't like. And you create a position statement and you continue to say this position statement forever when somebody tries to cross that boundary. So mm. whenever somebody's yelling, believe me, I've heard that I've heard that boundary a whole lot over the past 20 years. <laughs> but um, because I'm a yeller and he just hates yelling, but it's sort of funny. And uh, but with anything in your life, be it your, my ex-husband, uh, because he would always tell me everything. Whenever you start setting boundaries, their attitude and their life changes. I mean, they change because you have a communication pattern. Mm -hmm. So my ex-husband was used to saying something to me and me crying and going, oh, that's not true. I'm sorry. Or so I just started saying to him, you have a right to your own opinion. He did not know how to respond to that. Of course not. Literally did not know how to respond to that. Right. So uh, if somebody gives you a, offers you advice that you don't want to have, just say, thank you for sharing your advice. I'll take it into consideration. doesn't mean you're going to do it. You might know right away, but don't start arguing with them. These are boundaries you can't set. Um, so key number five. Is so real quick before we get to five, yeah, I want to talk about boundaries a little bit more because sometimes people get defensive. It's so funny when you say, well, <laughs> do you have boundaries in your personal life? Do you have boundaries in your business? What do you mean? Of course I do. And for me, being a business coach, a lot of that has to do with what do you get your clients used to? What are you okay with? So <clears throat> I have some women that their clients have their cell number and they're calling them at all hours of the night and they're texting them and their coaching program doesn't include that. Their coaching program includes in-person time and mm -hmm. 
emailing. And I said, well, what kind of boundaries are you setting and what kind of boundaries are you teaching your client so they have or don't have with theirs? So I love that you brought that up. And I think that boundaries is a key to personal success and business success. But I think more than anything, it absolutely is a key to success of feeling worthy. I love that you did that. So yes. I just wanted to share that. But all right, but number five. With the business, something else I see a lot of people do, especially new coaches, they will take clients anytime it's available for the client. 10 o'clock at night, six o'clock in the morning, you know, this like they think that the client dictates their time. I know. Um, and it's very, it's so it's, important for people to be really yes. listening to that, what you yeah. just said. Yeah. So um, key number five, I mentioned this before, but it's make peace with your past. Okay. You have to make peace with it again. And that goes again by rewriting it um, because all of us has had, has had crap happen to us. There's not a person alive that hasn't experienced trauma of some sort, be it somebody close to them died be it that they were abused, be it that they were bullied, or maybe they were a bully or an abuser themselves and they feel bad about it. Whatever it is, you have to make peace with it. And with making peace with your past, it's forgiving other people because you can't change it. It's not accepting who they are, but it's also forgiving yourself, which is always the hardest for us to do. Once we forgive ourselves, making peace for whatever part we played in our past, it makes it easier. Um, and then again, it's just, you know, you have to be at peace with your past to be, I believe, feel worthy of success. Otherwise, you keep saying, you know, your deep, dark, little dirty secrets. When I was with my ex-husband and I was contemplating, should I leave? Should I stay? Should I leave? Should I stay? He never would have left. And I know that. Um, but my church kept telling me, if you leave him, you are going to burn in hell forever. Yeah. I did not want to burn in hell forever. So what did I do? I wanted the pain to stop. And I knew that, hey, he was the source of the pain. So I prayed and fasted for seven days that he would die. And that is like, we all have our deep, dark secrets, our thoughts that we've had like this. And I, you know, it wasn't, the, I really didn't want him dead, but I wanted my pain to go away. So I had to forgive myself for having these ugly thoughts. So it's making peace with your so past. So coming to peace with your past involves forgiving yourself. And forgiving others. And forgiving others, as well as recognizing that you can rewrite your story, mm -hmm. which means you can say, okay, how would you recommend that you rewrite your story? Um, to rewrite it, you have to rewrite it to where it's serving you. Okay. Um, so... For example, as I was writing the book, this was my most emotion. This was what brought up the most emotions. The other woman that was involved with my ex-husband, um, I'm the one that brought her into our household, into our family. She worked with my husband, but when her husband died, I really felt sorry for her. So I like welcomed her into my life because I wanted to help her get through this traumatic period of her life. And um, so then when I started what I call my hell years, which it started when my mother died one week after my mother died is when my ex said, I don't love you anymore, but I'm going to stay with you for the, um, but I'm going to stay with you because I married you for better or for worse. I thought, huh? You know, she, she was, she was like one of the causes because now she was having a very strong emotional, perhaps a sexual affair with him that was taking all of his time. And as I was writing a lot of this stuff, I thought, 
why have I forgiven Earl, but I can't forgive her? So it dawned on me and it took, you know, something is I kept thinking, you know, she knew better. She was this horrible person that did all this stuff. But it dawned on me, my personal hurt really was not that what she that she what she did, but that I was there for her during her most traumatic period of her life. But she rejected me during mine. So once I started thinking she wasn't, you know, that once I understood like and looked at it from a different perspective, I was able to now rewrite it. Well, why did she reject me? It was because she was needy. So now I started looking at it from her point of view. She was needy. She needed to do stuff. So now I'm not saying that, you know, all these people were horrible to me. So I rewrote it from a different perspective, which made me see a different picture. Understood. Okay, great example. Thank you so much, Cindy J. Okay, I would love for you to share with everybody how they can get a hold of you, how you work with your clients, how they can find you on social media. Um, that's a loaded question, Galeen. First no. of all, if you go to Cindy J. Holbrook, my name, C-I-N-D-Y-J-Holbrook, H-O-L-B-R-O-O-K.com forward slash the number five, uh, all lowercase keys, K-E-Y-S, you can download, you can grab your own copy of the five keys to feel worthy of success. Beautiful. I go into each of these keys a lot deeper, and there's lots of exercises with each key that you can do today that's going to help you feel worthy of success. Mm -hmm. um, you can definitely see me at my website, my book, Overcoming Dark Family Secrets, which like I bear all, all the crap that I went through and all of my healing. I actually have 17 keys of, to feel worthy in this book. Um, that's going to be released May 31st. So if you're listening to this before May 31st, whenever you download your five keys to feel worthy of success, you'll have information about that, which will put you on my email list and you'll have information when the book launches. If it's after that, you can just go to cindyjholbrook.com forward slash books, and then you can click on the link for Overcoming Dark Secrets and get it. It will Wonderful. be released on Amazon. Wonderful. We cannot yeah. wait for that book to come out. It sounds like it's been a lifetime in process. It definitely has. And it yeah, sounds definitely. like it's going to be amazing. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your value with us today. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. And thank you. you're very welcome. And thank you to everyone for watching or listening on iTunes to the Successful Woman's Mindset, the Successful Woman's Mindset. My name is Galit Ventura Rosen, and I'm so thankful for all of you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.